I want to thank ReviewBiz for sponsoring today's episode. By the way, did you know that reviews are today's digital word of mouth? It's also one of the most valuable business and marketing assets you have. If you're not maximizing your review strategy, then ReviewBiz platform can help you. Let ReviewBiz inspire your members to give you your first five reviews for only $1. To get started, just go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try. Do the next right thing that you know to be right every time, and you'll have a lot less hardship. I know that sounds super boring, super cliche, but think about what the next right thing is one at a time and do it. Hey, welcome to another great episode of the Gym Owners Grow Zone podcast, the show designed to help gym owners improve and grow their business. I'm your host, Andres Escobar, and I'm so grateful to have you join us today. On today's episode, we interview Derek Bishop about his journey to becoming a successful CrossFit box owner. Derek shares how he built his box debt-free and his strategies for creating revenue and developing his gym identity in coachings, programming, and client transformation. Derek is a level three CrossFit instructor with a passion for improving the well-being and function of his members. He has an athletic background in football and weightlifting and has competed on four CrossFit teams. His coaching style involves customizing wellness programs for individuals based on proven assessments and lifestyle practices. If this is your first time listening to our show, please consider subscribing to the podcast and share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it. As we dive into Derek's episode today, listen how he started and grew his gym. Hey, welcome back to the Gym Owners Growth Zone. I'm your host, Andres Escobar, as you know. And today we have Derek Bishop. Thank you so much, Derek, for jumping in and just having this conversation with us about the thrills of gym ownership. And I want to make sure that our audience has a full picture of who you are and how you got here. So if you could get us started with just a little origin story and how you got to where you're at right now. For sure. Thanks for having me, Andres, number one. It's a pleasure to be on here. You're a great guy and this is a great thing you're doing. So I appreciate it very much. Not to take too much time with this, but long story short, played sports my whole life. Went and played Division One football at Liberty University. And just like a lot of ex-jocks, right? Get out of college. I'm trying to find my way in the world. And about two years out of college, I'm working all these odd and in jobs. My girlfriend at the time takes me to a CrossFit gym. I do CrossFit and instantly I'm hooked. I'm like, wow, this is exactly what I you know, need. I love it. It has that community aspect. And there's also that competition aspect, but not overly aggressive. It wasn't like being in the college locker room again, but it was nice to be able to do something where you're racing other people. And I just really love the, the atmosphere and the environment. So I was 23 years old at the time, and I was down at CrossFit East Boca, I believe it was called, long story short. I made that decision, literally like week two of joining their classes. I was like, this is what I want to do for a living. I love this. This is all I can think about. I'm like skipping my job already. 
I was selling up, I was selling personal training at UFIT. So I was a sales manager at UFIT. So I was working inside the industry and I was actually doing really well, but it didn't go so well after I started CrossFit because I was skipping my job to go work out. And that's how you know, right? You know, something is really meant for you when it's all you can think about, you're obsessed with it, so on and so forth. So I joined up at a gym in Boynton Beach and I started training there. I got to know the owner. His name was Rob Labar. And I got in there and I trained there for about a year. And we went to regionals in 2014. But most importantly, I really got into coaching large groups and and classes. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed helping people. I really enjoyed the aspect of getting people to move better and being able able to perform better. And you see how everything about them transforms as they self-actualize something about them physical selves they didn't know they could do. And it's a beautiful, transforming thing. And that's really what I fell in love with, helping people with that process and, you know, being someone that's where being an ex-athlete, where I think especially CrossFit affiliates and, and themselves has really given people like myself who grew up, you know, actualizing physical success in sports. And then how you transfer that into your adult life is really in our generation, the ability to do that has grown tremendously. And people can say whatever they want from all different areas of fitness. It's because of CrossFit. And it has tra- changed the fitness industry. And it has really evolved people's ability to understand what fitness is and how to reach your max physical potential. CrossFit is that algorithm. Anyways, so I got obsessed with that. And Rob owned the gym that I own now, the CrossFit Squad. Okay. So this was in 2014. I was coaching at CrossFit Boynton Beach for my first gig. And I went up here one day actually for a job interview and I dropped in and there was nothing going on. There was no members. There was like one coach. There was hardly any equipment, but it was a beautiful location. Downtown West Palm Beach, tons of people. And you could just see right in the middle of a growing city that there was some opportunity there. I went back to CrossFit Boy and Beach to train with with my boys and all that. And Rob just mentioned several times, he's like, man, that just isn't going well. That's not going the way I want it to. So I threw out there, you know, I'm hungry, you know, I'm new to the game and I know I love the game and CrossFit Boynton Beach at the time had a staff that had been there a while. So I respected that. I was like, Rob, give me that gym. Give me that gym. I'll turn it around. Give me one year and I promise I'll turn that around for you. He looks at me, he goes, you turn in your two weeks notice and I'll give you that gym. Like literally. The audacity, bro. The audacity. (laughs) How do you ask for something like that? Can I share with you something that I just received yesterday? And it's like, you cannot receive because you do not conceive. So you already in your mind, you conceived the idea of owning this gym and you just asked for it. And this guy said, yeah, what's the worst that could happen? He'll say, right. no. Okay, then you move on. Your purpose is lined up with that. So I love that, dude. That's so good. So good. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's awesome. Now, you continue. It, it, I'm not cutting you off. I'm no, like, great. Keep going. A hundred percent right. So to continue on with that story, then I'll come back to that point you, you just made. So to be honest, if you're going to be a small business owner in today's world, you're in the United States and in Florida, you're in one of the most economically prime pieces of land on face of planet earth, which means people have resources, people have the internet today, people are hungry. And so if you're not ready to go all in and really make the thing happen, then it's probably not going to happen anyway. And the competition is going to beat you out. So that's my theory on that. So anyways, I take over the gym. And I put my heart and soul into it. Yeah. So you'll love this story. True story. Week two. Now, at my jobs before, I'm one of those people, I never miss work. I never show up late. 
It just never happens. I'm disciplined. I'm going to show up. I tell you, I'm going to show up. That's what's going to happen. I had one of those days, I was supposed to coach the morning classes where my phone didn't go off and I overslept. So Rob had literally just gave me the gym. Week two, I oversleep for the classes. And that day I made the decision. It's like, I'm sleeping in the gym. I don't deserve to have, I was so embarrassed. Yeah. I was so enraged with myself that I let that slip through the cracks. Right. Yeah. So I started, you know, it's a funny story now that I was like, right. I'm going to sleep in the gym because I had no money. <laughs> right. I had credit card debt from trying to make it as a young adult. Right. And I was not going to botch this. So I started sleeping in, in the back office of the gym that I'm actually sitting right now because I, I was not going to make that mistake or let this opportunity slip away. So anyways, all go all in. And it was all about helping the members. So our membership, I believe at that time, I can go look it up. I believe it was in the 80s. So we had okay. 80 something members. We have 270 members today. So it's, it's more than 3X. But I just made it all about customer service. I, you know, that's something I did learn from college and my business economics degree and working in sales. It has to be about the customers, the members and what they receive. And from there, we just started traveling around and competing. And then we won a fair amount of competitions in South Florida. So that built our credibility, built our reputation. And that created, you know, that was an organic way to market and get our name out there. And so the CrossFit squad, we made regionals that year as the number one seed, actually. So we were the number one seed going into regionals. I think we finished ninth. We had a couple of bad workouts. So the next year we came back and I punched our ticket to the CrossFit Games. Yeah. And that continued to grow our reputation. Around that year two, I really started to focus on digital marketing and digital presence. And that exponentially grew the business from there. So long story short, I was a guy that was an ex-jock, found CrossFit, loved it. And I loved helping people. And I believe in the methodology of CrossFit, especially the way that we do it here at the CrossFit Squad. And it's really taken off. Yeah. You got to have your own spin on things. You know, we've interviewed different franchises. I know CrossFit calls them affiliates. And so they give you the model, but you then have the operating procedures that you're gym, your box abides by, right? You're, the way you do business is different than the other one next door, the other one over here. It's, you have to have your own spin on things. Even if you're getting a franchise, an affiliate, it's so good. I love it. And success is there and, and you guys are climbing and, and growing. You're moving into a new location, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Exciting stuff. Yep. That is exciting. That's awesome. So just as life takes us through this journey, roller coasters, you know, we've been there ups and downs, left and rights. I wanted you to share with us, what are some of the guardrails, the tracks that have helped you stay focused and moving forward? What a great question. You know, owning a small business is a contact sport, right? It's very challenging. There's going to be adversity at every corner. You're going to feel overwhelmed, especially in those growing phases where you don't have the revenue and income to start paying for all these different facets that you know is going to help you grow as a small business. So you got to do it the hard way. You got you to stay up late. The guardrails, I'd say I was just very fortunate to be coached through my football career, through my college courses, and then just in proximity of being around great men and leaders who built into me, you know, that are now our core values here at the CrossFit squad of resilience, grit, persistence. And to be honest, I'm going to make this gym, this product, whatever we're doing, right? Whatever it is that me and my family and my group that we're doing, 
we don't quit. You cannot demoralize us. You cannot get me to stop working towards that. So I'm going to make it happen. There is no option of quitting. And to be honest, and I think for anybody like yourself, you're a successful person who's, who's making your way and all of that, it's too competitive to do it any other way. You're just not going to have long-term success. It's the only way that you'll take all the punches needed. And then through that, through that pain, the pain, you're going to learn what best works. And then once you know, you know, but there's only one way to get there. And that, that's the hard way and put in the time, put in the hours. And if you stick to it long enough, you'll figure the stuff out. Yeah. I love that because I'm thinking to myself, this proverbial, you know, you're mining for gold and right. then you stop. And if you knew where the gold was, you wouldn't stop. Right. Right. Exactly. So you don't quit. You don't quit. It's just that simple. And the thing love is, that. you know, you're a king in your own right and you need to have advisors. There's no king that's ruled without an advisor. And you talked about being coached. That's super important. I think people need to understand they're not to do this alone. That's so false that you think you can do this alone. I get it. You got skills. You got your grit. I get it. But you still need people around you. You still need to have, make sure that you are accountable and you're doing the, the best possible. Because, hey, listen, you're going to figure out eventually. But, hey, can you get there faster if you have people around you? Yes, 100%. I love that. I think that's what I took from it. So I, I just 100%. want to make sure that I've, I'm in line with you. <laughs> okay, good. Well, yeah, 100%. The being in the proximity of men that are truly great in themselves and women. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you said that because once my sister, so my sister's my co-owner now. So nice. once she came on four years ago because she has her own talents, especially mm-hmm. like, I probably shouldn't say this, but it is what it is. Like men and women have different talents. She has an incredible ability to multitask, right? I, I'm like compartmentalizing, like I'm doing this thing now. Right. But to your point, it does take a team. And that's the biggest thing that has allowed us to grow up to 270 now is right. our team is much bigger, much deeper. And Savannah has, and my, my sister has been such a great ad. And because she has different talents than I do. And that collaboration really has allowed us to grow more. But 100%, if I was not, God didn't bless me with being in proximity of those great men when I was a young man, yeah. that, my mindset would not be what it is. So. Right. Proximity is a huge, huge thing for sure. So true. So true. Right. Well, you know, you haven't mentioned any obstacles or challenges, but I know you've had some, right? We've all had some, especially in business and personal life. It just is part of it. How can you share with us? Like, you know, people talked about, I've heard about this, you know, where, you know, you just go in debt and you go, okay, well, I I just know that it's right there. The next, I'm not going to stop digging. I got to make sure that. I got, you know, right. that credit card or, or something of that nature. And it's happened to me before. I've, I've been there, right? And how do I build a team? And I don't even have a team. I've never done that. What do you do, right? So the obstacles are there. So if you could share like an obstacle that you've had and how you were able to overcome it, that would be great because somebody might be going through the same thing that you've already gone through, right? Right. Great question. And this is going to be my take on, there's different ways to do business, right? There's yeah. a million ways to cut the pie. So I'm not big on debt. That's just me personally. I'm not saying it's the best way to go. Everybody right. does their thing different. I do right. not believe in, in debt as something well, you go. that There's, you should utilize. That's so, it. Don't, don't encounter that, that well, obstacle if you're not, don't want I, it. Don't well, do some, some other way. Like you said. So the obstacle for us as a growing business was I was not willing to you know, take out $30,000 on a loan or borrow it from someone. So we had to do it the old school way, which was we had to create revenue but without those improved, without improved equipment, without, you know, that, that extra money at the beginning 
of investing in a ton of ads, digital presence. So what did that, so I'm making these decisions as I'm taking ownership of the business years three and four. I was like, so what does that mean? That means our product, because a company is nothing but product, right? You're as good as the product that you're selling. Product that we're selling is coaching, programming, and transforming you physically, mentally, and emotionally into a higher achieving person. And so word of mouth. So when I went through that decision-making process, the obstacle of basically not having a bunch of money that could be invested and running a bunch of ads, things of that nature, I just went back to, we're going to battle down the hatches. Whatever staff we have now, I'm going to hold them accountable. You're going to give max effort and make the experience for the person sitting on the floor, even though the floor is old and that equipment's beat up, they can reach, they can have their life transformed. And we're going to have these people talking about this gym and these coaches, right? Even though our equipment might not be as brand new as the next, those four other affiliates next door, doesn't matter because it's still a kettlebell, it's still a barbell, and it's still a weight, but their experience is much better. So the obstacle that first came to mind is, you know, I wasn't willing to go ask people for a bunch of money and go back into debt since I already experienced that as a young adult. Yeah. You already been bitten by that. Right, right, right. And also too, so that's one obstacle and back to the same thing. So I got notified about three years ago that they were going to sell the building, but they did not give me a how and or when exactly that was going to happen. So I was back to the same thing. Well, why would I buy all new floor, right? Why would I spend $20,000 on new flooring if I have to rip it up and I can't utilize it anyway and move back? So I circled back around again. I was like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. We, as a coaching staff and our digital presence, we're going to program, we're going to coach, and we are going to serve the members to the nth degree and give max effort and make sure the product that is proprietary, we do all of our own programming, we do all of our own warm-ups, everything we do, all right, we are doing ourselves and we are learning from the best, right? It's a copycat league, like anything, anything's a copycat league, you learn from the best, but you utilize that, you look at your resources inside your space with your demographic and you execute it to the highest level. So that's how we overcame that. And now we do have our own money to invest. Now at the new location that we're moving into, we can dump, you know, six figures into making sure it's dressed out properly. But, you know, we went through 10 years of doing it the right way and basically winning in the market to give us those resources so we don't have to go pay interest to somebody else on it. is a beautiful word to hear when you're scoring on the soccer field. This last World Cup was won by Argentina because of one important player. Yeah, you got it. It was the goalie. He secured the win for the team. And in the same way, ReviewBiz platform will catch negative reviews before they go online. In addition, it helps you score and promote fresh new reviews so you can crush the competition. So don't let those big box gyms take your clients. ReviewBiz will help you build your online presence and turn your own members into your best sales reps. Get your first five reviews for only $1. All you got to do is go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try to get started. What reigns true to me is you have what you need. Just use what you have to get you to the next spot. That's it. 
Like that's that right. simple. You know, it's so clear. It's so clear to me. Some people get wrapped up in the whole, oh man, I need this in order so I can do this and not that, you know? And listen, this is just a microphone. I think, you know, nothing real fancy, right? It's just a simple microphone. You buy it and you get a little thing. I mean, literally, it doesn't take much for a podcast, but people can think like, oh my gosh, how'd you do the podcast? And like, it's, if I tell you, you'd be like, oh, you're going to do it, right? Right. They don't do it. So just yeah. get started. Just get started. Yeah. Guys, if it's a podcast, if it's a, a CrossFit affiliate, if it's, you know, your own training online, whatever it is, 100%. just start doing it, right? There's some listeners out there, they're thinking about starting a gym. There's people that they're, how to grow it. Well, listen, just use what you have. Get moving on that process and then you can get to the next. I love it. So that's, that's what I've learned right there, Greg. Thank you so much. That's so good. So you've been in the fitness industry for, for how long now again? 12 years. 12 years. Okay. Yep. In 12 years, you've been able to see things come and go. What is one of the biggest issues you see in the fitness industry right now that needs to change so we can grow stronger? What a great question that is too. I'll, I'll say this for the fitness industry, and it probably, if I had to guess, pertains to all industry, is people that are high-level practitioners, people that actually sit in there and live and breathe the idea of delivering the best service they possibly can to the member or the consumer or the buyer. Now, I know that sounds super cliche and boring and all of that, but what I see in the fitness industry is a ton of propaganda, a ton of, we're going to take this one fact, right? We're going to take this one fact, blow it up because it sounds super sexy. We're going to spend a ton of ad dollars behind it. We're going to rope in Susie Q, all right, with that one thing that looks really shiny. And then we're going to sell her a template or something, some person on a screen telling her something cookie cutter thing that works for everybody that doesn't work for everybody because everybody's different. So for the fitness industry, course, I'm coming from a super biased opinion of a small proprietary affiliate owner, but sure. is, is propaganda and bad or false marketing, all right, to get to suck people in to quick fixes, which anybody that is worth anything knows that N equals one. So everybody's different. The answer is very different for each person. You have to figure it out the long, slow route, which is, you know, trial and test then trial and test again. So yeah. test, retest, and a person has to be committed. That you know what makes a person committed is you motivating them, you inspiring them. They're watching you do your thing inside of the community, and they're like, "Man, there's something about the way these people do this, the way they are, the way they look, the way they act. I want to do that. I want to go home and eat better. I want to sleep more. I want to be able to function and, and operate like they are." And you know, marketing ads telling you to to lose you know two inches around the waist just isn't going to get that done in a lot of the places that I see. So that would be my answer to that. So just high level practitioners doing it for the purpose of wanting to actually change people's lives. Yeah. The quick fixes. I wish it was the first time I heard that. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely yeah, something I've hear on a consistent basis. Like they just, why? Like, you know, it's not about the dollar. And so it's about the person on the other side that you're going to make a difference in their life and it's going to just reverberate like throughout their whole life. So one thing that I remember uh, one of our guests, Dan Ritchie, Dr. Dan Ritchie, he owns a couple gyms. And so he talked about, he signs them up for a, is it 120 day? Like it's not a month to month. It's like, hey, you're with us 120 days. I think maybe even six months. If I'm, I could be 
undershooting it, but I think it might've been six months, like you, six month program. You're here, you want to get those results. It's a six month program. You got it. It's not month to month because it's the more buy-in that they, the customer, the member does, yep. the more in tune. All right, fine. We paid six months. Let's go. We're doing this or not doing this. Don't do it. Right. Don't do it. But don't the quick fix, you know, and in six months, you're not going to get, you know, the ultimate goal, but you're going to see some transformation. Right. For sure. And th- there's, so that's definitely a great way to do it. There's a lot of places that do do that. You know, anytime someone invests a large amount of money up front, right. you know, they're, they're hedging their bets, right? You know, I'm going to pay this amount of money. It's a lot of money, but I really want to change my life. And I believe in this person, so on and so forth. That is one way to do it. A lot of people see success. I reverse psychology. That's my idea of it. We don't like to sign people up for contracts. My theory on that for us here, just at the CrossFit squad, is I'm not worried about locking you in because you're going to have such a great experience and you're going to be so compelled to come back that I don't have to worry about you canceling. Right. And that's what we tell people up front. They're like, hold up, you're not, you don't want me to sign for at least three months or six months. Like, I'm not worried about that. All I want you to do is get started, get integrated into the community, start doing this thing, and then you're going to be compelled to come back. So. And that's just my individual theory on that. Also, too, when it comes to, here's my thing about gym business, right? And I'm sure, again, I'm sure it's like a lot of business. So there's only a, a few consultants that pretty much talk to all the gyms, right? So you pay X amount of money and they're like, hey, these are the best practices. This is the best way to go about it, so on and so forth. Well, I figured, figured out early, I was like, well, if, my, if all four gyms within two miles of me are doing the same practices... And then they come talk to me and I'm like, you know what? Let's just get started on this thing. Let's just don't worry about the contract. Don't worry about the three to six months. Let's just get to work. You know, a low barrier to entry. I'm not going to have you do all that. But but if you stick around here, Bob, I'll tell you what, three to six months, your life will be transformed. You show up four days a week and I've never not seen incredible results from somebody that showed up four days a week. So that's just my idea on the competitive market. And I know tons of guys that probably, whatever, they probably make more money because they're getting three to six month contracts and all that. That's just my, that was my thought on the memberships and, and that kind of thing. Well, it's like delivering results. Right. Plain and simple, right? And so you mentioned something about unique identifier, right? If you tried it over there and you didn't get results, well, let me show you how we do it. Right. And then, hey, listen, if you want to go, then it's okay. Right. No problem. It wasn't for you. And listen- I think gym owners, oh gosh, this would drive me crazy sometimes when I hear like, well, they're my member, but they're also a member over there. That's not, well, no, wait, are you going to do everything for them? Like, what if they want to do boxing? Right. All right. Maybe you got a punching bag, but they want to do like boxing as a hobby. And, and so they, they want to do that. Like that's, but they're working out. This is so many things. Like, I don't think, you know, maybe they want cycling, right? What is, you know, there's so many things that they can do. At the end of the day, it's the member and how they're going to get the results, what's going to make sense for them. And you're not going to fit and do everything for them. 100%, especially down here in South Florida. It's probably the most educated group of buyers that there will be, right? So you have exactly what you just said. You have a bunch of people that want to do yoga, they want to do cycling, they want to do boxing, and they want to do CrossFit three times a week. So we look at it as like a a la carte, like you grab us when you you want us kind of thing. And we are such a well-oiled machine. The staffing and the programming is rolling so well. No matter what day you come in, you're still going to get kicktail true CrossFit. So that's the idea on that. So in the gym, you're helping people get results. I would say would be an influenced person in their lives. 
What about you? What do you, who in your past has influenced you as a person? Maybe there's a story behind it. Somebody that's, that's really been impactful in your life, right? Because that can't be trainers and, and coaches and, and stuff that we mentioned before. But if there's somebody that stands out that's like, you know what, if it wasn't for this guy, I don't know where I would be right now. There's or like this person. There's like ten, there's, there's like ten answers to that. <laughs> we, we don't have enough time on the podcast for me to go through right. all of them. So I'm going to try to find one that sure. was the most differential in my life. It would have to be my strength coach at Liberty University, Bill Gillespie. So my head coach at Liberty University, Danny Rocco, coach under Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick. Mm. When this guy gave speeches, it transformed you. It had you understand like how much focus and commitment and sacrifice you needed to succeed at anything. So he was great, but Bill Gillespie was the head strength coach at Liberty University. At 63 years old last year, he is the only one of two men to bench 1,100 pounds. So to give you an idea of this kind of person, he's a mutant freak of a human. But what was so amazing about Coach Bill, so he was 310 pounds with a six-pack. And this oh, guy wow. was a world, so he gave, when there was a strength coach seminar anywhere in the world, he was begged to be keynote speaker. So inside the strength coaching world, He's like a god. He's a mega guy. He chose to stay at Liberty University, which is a Division One school, but it's not Alabama. It's not Florida. Just because right. he was a graduate of Liberty University when the school first began, so he had this, you know, deep loyalty to the school, and he's also a devout Christian. And he balanced a way of demanding as much from you as humanly possible, mm -hmm. but yet with a positive, like lightness. You have to be around this man to see it in action and to completely appreciate, like. He had this strength and when you were, you didn't want to disappoint him. Like you would hate yourself if he watched you do something and he wasn't like, man, I'm proud of you, Derek. Anything less than that was just like crushing to you because you admired him so much because he was such a man of discipline and he was so positive though. It wasn't like a lot of, you know, you see the college football and everybody's just rigid and, and brutal on each other. He was positive and he got the most out of his guys. But he carried himself with such, he had so much optimism that you were going to grow and you were going to do the right thing that after talking to him, you're like, I'm going to grow. I'm going to do the right thing. This is going to go good for me. I'm going to get better. And so I'd say that's what rubbed off now that I'm in the leadership position and people face, because you can't have confidence without demonstrated performance, right? That's something he used to say. So these people are coming to you, most of them never yet achieving what they want to. And so you, as the leader, are instilling into them that you're giving them your confidence. Listen, I know if you do this, I've seen it before. I've seen people take these steps and be successful. I know right now you're tired. I know you just got off work and you got two kids at home. But I promise you, you can change your life if you come up and do this X, Y, Z, four times a week, five times a week, whatever it is, two times a week. Come two times a week. And I guarantee you, if you stick to this for several months, something will start changing. You'll start being able to, to do more. You'll feel better. And then everything about you will start to change. So that's what I took from Bill, I'd say. And I can't tell you how many of my teammates would say the same thing about Coach Bill. Wow. Wow. You mentioned a couple of things, him being a Christian. In your, in your talk, there's three fruits of the Spirit. And so you mentioned joy, self-control, and then having the faith. Yes. So you had those three qualities, those three fruits in his life. It was evident. And then you were like, wow, you're attracted to what that was and how that pushed you to your level where you're at now. So, wow, I love that. I love that because 
you know, those things are not in everybody. Right. When you find it, man, that is a treasure to hold. So I'm excited that you got a chance to do that. And so you are where you are. That's awesome. Man, all good stuff, all fun and stuff. But, you know, there had to have been a time in your life when you were stunt for growth, right? You're like stuck. I've been there. I've been there myself where I'm stuck. I just think about coach Matt Chernard. He helped me get unstuck, you know, and he's actually a CrossFit affiliate in Canada and he helped coach me through some things oh, that's mentally. Awesome. That's great. Mentally, dude, and not just like physical. We did some stuff, stuff, training stuff, but it was like mental and nutrition and all this good stuff. And, and so what type of thing, what would you invest more into to gain growth faster, to get that faster growth? And what would you like get rid of, right? So it's like a two-part question. It's like, what would you like invest more into and what would you take out so you can like move up and grow more faster? Again, another great question. When I read that, I was pondering what the best answers for that is. And even as I sit here now, I'm still wondering exactly what the best answers to that is. I would say back in, I wish I would have gave more confidence into building relationships inside of my team, not the members. I was always Mm. giving tons of time to the members, was spending time getting to know and building more relationships for the coaching staff and the other parts of the team and understanding and having confidence in people to go execute for the business. But the reason that didn't happen was because I didn't have the leadership skills yet, right? You learn the hard way. And I didn't have confidence in myself to be able to manage and instill and hold accountable to what that person needs to do to stay and be a great representative of the team and the CrossFit squad. Now, today, the team is very tight-knit. It's been pretty much the same staff for four years. Wow. But there was, there was like a six-year growth period where, where I had to, to understand those things. Yeah. And so I wish I would have understood that earlier, and this would have happened faster, and there would have been less growing pains. What was the other part of the question? I'm sorry. Well, no. It- and this is, I'm about to ask you because I want to know what you did to invest in those relationships because there's people out there that have gyms and they have staff. There's like a rotating door, right? And so, you know, I know that that's not the way to build a business and grow a business. If you have somebody that believes in your vision and can come alongside you and grow something of, of meaning, like what did you do? What was something that you invested more into? You know, I don't know. I'll tell you what was big was when we started paying for their education. That's always big, right? So you're asking these coaches, be a professional, hone your craft, hone your skill. And, you know, we're not doctors, so you're not getting paid absurd amount of money. So money's tight. So when I took that off their plate, like, we're going to invest in you guys. We want you to hone your skills. We want you to sell, you know, continually educate yourself and we're willing to invest in you. That is definitely for all gym owners out there, coaches, the best thing you can do because the amount of appreciation they get from that, that they don't have to worry about the financial stress. Now they just get to hone their craft and work. That was a big part. And understanding that, especially inside the first three to six months, that there's going to be a lot of growing pains. Okay. When you're doing warm ups, when you're communicating, especially for us, we have very large classes. You know, we have three or four classes a day that can get to 20 to 30 people in a class. So your first month teaching classes especially if you're, say, 24 years old and half the class is middle-aged doctors, lawyers, and and Wall Street from downtown West Palm Beach. That can be a lot of personalities that you're dealing with. You're managing the room. You're working the flow. And you're also teaching extremely complex movements like a full snatch and a ring muscle up, right? 
So those are a lot of moving parts. I love those. (laughs) Don't we all? But giving people, observing them and then bringing them back and then coaching them up and doing it in a way. But what really worked for me is telling them like, hey, as long as you keep giving effort, okay, and you're not purposefully sabotaging and you keep in mind that you're here to serve the member, okay, you don't burn relationships, we're good. You can have a bad progression, okay, but as long as you take care of the relationships, you'll be fine. So once I started communicating that, people are like, okay, as long as I have good intentions and I give effort, okay, and then once they do those things, it went great anyway. So I think instilling, and in all, all that was was lessons that I learned myself, like as long as the person understands I'm doing my very best and I'm doing this with full intentions and I'm giving full effort, if you have one out of, you know, one out of 10 days aren't great, they're going to forgive you. They're not going to care. They're going to be like, ah, you know, he just didn't sleep last night. But if you're rigid and they don't like you, all of a sudden when that one out of 10 days pops up, then it's a lot harder to deal with. So I would say for the coaching staff, that's how it went with them. That's good. Yeah. And I say, I throw the peace sign yeah. up because uh, some people just listening to us. So it's like, throw the peace sign. They're like, yeah, like peace out. I'm, I'm, I don't need this. I'll go somewhere right. else. I'm right. done. So we're at close to the end. And so at this point, it's, it's, it did, it did. It was boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I, I've taken a lot from this. And so Me too. there is the, the fast five. It's these five questions that you just kind of like top of mind. Got it. What is it? And you just kind of go with it. Gotcha. And then we'll finish up with our last question. Sounds and good, then, brother. And then we'll allow everybody to continue on another day. So here, obviously I already asked the question, but this is like another one. So ready, fast five. Who is an influential person in your business journey? Rob Labar. Rob Labar. Okay. When somebody gives you an opportunity, right? Yeah. So Rob gave me the opportunity to change my life. There's not many people that would have done what Rob did. So yeah. that was Rob, who it was a successful tanning salon owner. He owned several businesses successfully. So there was some wisdom in him that he thought it was a good decision. But Rob giving me that shot changed my mm. life. I love it. What's uh, one thing you wish you had known when you began your business? How powerful digital presence is. Mm. Dude, don't even get me started. Right. <laughs> That's right. You. I mean, review biz, reputation, it, it's so important. It either attract or detract. That's it. The second we started investing in digital presence, the ROI was there. Straight up. Beautiful. Do that, guys. What's a book, a blog, a podcast, media that you've consumed that positively has impacted you recently? My junior year of college, Coach Danny Rocco made us read the book as a team, Good to Great by Jim Collins. Mm. Jim Collins. Have you read the book? I've heard it mentioned in the circles I'm in. It's life changing. But I haven't read it. It's life changing. So what they did was, long story short, they took the five best companies on face of planet earth over like 20 years. It was like, I believe like 1975 to 1995. It could be wrong on that. It was like General Electric, Walmart, so on and so forth. And they found what was level five leaders, not level four. So level fours were like huge personalities, guys you knew, but level five leaders were people that could build a great company that instilled so much infrastructure into the company that once they left, it still managed to continue to be great. Anyways, Inside of that, what he gave was five personality traits that they found scientifically, right, through business studies and whatnot, to be differential personality traits that allowed them to propel them to be level five leaders. And I'll never forget to this day, it was, I'm going to sound ignorant and dumb right now because now it's been 15 years because I'm 35 years old, but it was principles like anytime you're successful, 
You look out the window and thank all of your team. You don't take any of the credit because it's true. You're nothing without your team, especially when it's any type of business, right? You know, your job is to build the team and make everybody else successful. When things go bad, you take all the blame. It's my fault. I should have communicated better. We should have planned better. I should have held people more accountable. I should have had people do this X, Y, Z. And then there was several other traits. But anyways, the book, Good to Great, will change anybody. Love those. Those are great principles. We'll definitely put that in the show notes. That'd be nice. So what is one of your favorite online tools? Uplaunch 100% just automates uh, the communication through our website. When people inquire, it goes all the way to scheduling the appointment. And it has been just a huge factor in exponentially growing our membership and locking in those appointments. They show up and they're like, Derek, you just texted us. I'm like, heck yeah, I did. Let's get you going. Let's do this. That's the best, dude. It's great. And you still have that personal connection. You can still reply. I love it. So we'll, um, one more question, fast five. And so what's one habit or practice that you do that you believe everybody would benefit from? So obviously exercise, but I'll say, uh, let's take this to the next level. I think that it, that is helpful Please. and just being more mindful and taking five to 10 minutes a day to self audit how you're responding to everything to plan and be deliberate in how you want the course of that day and your other plans to go and not be reactive to the degree that which you control, control things, control yourself, control your responses, control your commitments and what you're looking for from yourself. I think a lot of people get, you know, they're just over inundated, too much stress, too much work, too much family. At least that's what they're telling themselves. You know, for somebody who has the blessing of working in something so holistic, like the gym business, like a CrossFit affiliate, it's easy for me to glean and watch other people and say, man, on my drive here, I need to be auditing, you know, how I'm doing these things. You know, how is this going? What is the best way for me to go about this? So I'd say taking, and it it is a deliberate thing. So I do on my drive into work, as I drink my coffee, I'm not listening to music. I'm not doing all that. I'm auditing how I want my day to go. Yeah. So you're, I love it because you not just doing it, but just having the the time set apart to do it every day, that time. Right. So I love it. And so. This question right here is one of the questions I love to ask because it's going to take you back a little bit. If you were to go back and talk to 10-year-old Derek, what piece of advice would you give him? Do the next right thing that you know to be right every time, and you'll have a lot less hardship. I know that sounds super boring, super cliche, but think about what the next right thing is one at a time and do it because there, there was a, there's a portion. I think we, most of us go through it as young adults where you you're like, I can get away with not doing this. I can get away with not doing the right thing here. Right. I can be lazy on this day. I would say just focus on treating people right and doing the next right thing, especially as a young adult, when you're out on your own and then that transition into the rest of your life will be much smoother. Thank you so much, Derek. I appreciate you and awesome. see you guys next time. It's been an absolute blast. God bless and thanks, man. It's been awesome. Thank it you, was man. fun. Thank you. Awesome, man. Man, that was a fun episode. I really enjoyed learning how Derek Bishop was able to build his gym debt-free with his strategies for creating revenue and developing his gym identity. What was your favorite takeaway from our episode I really want to connect with you on Meet Esco on Instagram. 
and share with me the message that really stood out to you. We would love to hear your thoughts. Also, be sure to grab your no-cost QR code flyer at reviewbiz.io forward slash QR code. Thank you once again for joining us and taking the time to listen to this episode today. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the show on the platform you're currently listening on and leave us a rating and review. It would mean the world to us. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You'll get some amazing content there. There's good stuff as well as a chance to never miss an episode. As always, thank you so much for your encouragement. I truly appreciate you listening to the podcast and helping us improve with your comments. So, and I'll be seeing you next time in the Grow Zone. Our show today was brought to you by our incredible team, starting with production from TSE Studios, music consulting by Tyler Schmeling, our lovely guest coordinator, Anna Ponce, and focus juice from our project coordinator, Mauricio Murillo, and myself, Andres Escobar, as the host. Thanks to ReviewBiz for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to get the most out of your review strategy, then go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try so you can get your first five reviews from your real members for only $1.